Lord, give me a heart that places you right at the center as King and Lord of my life, as King and Lord of my soul, and as King and Lord of my mind. Father, help me so that I may not have any fear in this world, but rather may I only fear you, my God. I pray that I may walk in your ways. Help me to not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor to stand in the way of sinners, nor to sit in the seat of the scornful. Lord, I desire to be completely devoted to you, to hunger and thirst for you. So, I pray that you would remove everything that might hinder my growth. Remove everything that might hinder me from walking with you. Lord, great is your faithfulness towards me. Lord Jesus, as I call upon your name with an expectant heart, believing that you will answer me, I believe that you will show me great and mighty things. And in this, I can rejoice. In you, I have joy. And in you, I have victory. I believe that you, Lord Jesus, are the only thing that still remains certain in this world filled with disappointments and uncertainty. I glorify your name for being a faithful God who loves us and only wants the best for us. I thank you for hearing our prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Here's what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14 from verse 15 to 18, the Word of God says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And then verse 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. The role of the Spirit in us is to remind us of the words of Christ. He is actively doing the work of Christ and was sent by Christ to dwell in believers. Indeed, God the Holy Spirit is a wonderful helper. He helps us in our weakness. The Bible says that the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And the fruits of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit that we should desire and chase are for love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Your entire life as a believer is determined, influenced, guided by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts you to change your life and turn away from sin. And that's only the beginning. 
So to the one who asks, how will I walk in wisdom and not fall back into my old ways? The Holy Spirit will help you do this. How can I remove this desire of sin? The Holy Spirit will help you walk in the Spirit and He will give you the strength to fight those tempting desires of the flesh. How do I live with boldness as a fearless Christian in these evil days? The Holy Spirit will give you power and authority. He will be your helper. It's the Holy Spirit who will help you to understand and discover God's will for your life. The key for us is willingness. Are you willing to be absorbed, to be filled by the Holy Spirit? Furthermore, the Holy Spirit challenges you. He challenges you to do right. I've too often heard that still small voice within me saying, you need to pray today. Have you read God's word? This isn't something you should be listening to. The Holy Spirit challenges you to live right, to examine yourself even, and to see all that's hindering you. It's a beautiful thing to have the Holy Spirit and welcome him into your life. So join me in prayer. Let us pray for the Holy Spirit to fill our lives, for his presence to be real and made known to us in our daily walk with God and in our homes. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I humbly bow before you today. The Prince of Peace and the Risen King, thank you for gifting me with the Holy Spirit my helper and my comforter. I am grateful for all the blessings that I have received and your constant presence that seeks to keep me in the will of God. I am rejoicing at the opportunity to approach you in prayer as I invite your holy presence. I hold on to your promise, Lord, that you will never leave me nor forsake me. As I endure my trials and tests, sometimes I feel so alone. I am unable to see beyond my present circumstances. I ask that you will remove the scales from my eyes during these times so that I can see your hand at work. And help me to, to always feel your presence near and around me. May I be so in tune with your works that I will sense your holy presence leading and guiding me, especially through my challenges. Lord, I have come to realize that I need a closer walk with you. I need a closer, deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. I desire the Holy Spirit so that he may teach me your ways and principles, Lord Jesus. I pray that the Holy Spirit will give me a revelation on who you are, Lord, and what your will is for me. I pray that I may have a strong and lasting encounter with the Holy Ghost, an encounter that I will remember and one that will give me the resilience to remain strong in the Lord even as I endure difficulties or if despair threatens to overwhelm me. Help me to claim the relief that you offer, King Jesus. 
Please show me how to let go of my losses, knowing that some things and some friends and people even will be removed from my life. And in the bigger picture of your plan, these things will happen for my benefit. I ask that you remove my longing for toxic and ungodly things that will only lead to my demise. Instead, Holy Spirit, I pray that you set my heart on things above concerning my Savior. May you give me comfort and release me from my sorrows. Release me from my worries and replace my fear and doubts with your amazing love. A love that knows no borders. A love that is so relentless that even in my weakest state, in my sinful state, you still offer me a way to eternal life. I am grateful that your word in John 16 verse 33 says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You are a mighty God that has overcome this world and given me good reason to cheer so that even as I face my own challenges, in you I will have peace. I will have victory. I long for a deeper encounter with you. I want to live a victorious life in the Lord. Empower me to be a believer who is totally dependent on Jesus Christ. Remove my self-sufficiency and help me to walk by faith, not by sight. Grant me the peace that Jesus has promised me, peace beyond understanding, and keep this assurance before me so that I will live an overcomer's life through your strength. Teach me the ways of God, Holy Spirit. Open my mind and my understanding about how I should live as a child of God. When the way ahead of me looks dim and dark, help me not to be afraid and to trust completely in you. May you reveal to me God's will for my life and draw me into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ, my Savior, who made the ultimate sacrifice on Calvary's cross for my sins. Thank you that the Holy Spirit has come not only as a comforter, but one who will lead me into all truth. I pray that he convicts me of my faults, convict me to repent, Holy Spirit, and bring me to true repentance as I seek to walk in the way of truth. Please grant me the wisdom to discern between truth and error and give me the strength always to choose to do what is right and pleasing to the Lord. Lord, I take comfort in your word in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, which says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I thank you for giving me freedom and liberty, King Jesus. I believe that as I draw near to you and you draw closer to me, I will be free from the hold of sin in my life. Holy Spirit, I am weak, but you are strong. So empower me as I pray. May I have a mind fixed on the kingdom of God. I invite you to be my counselor and my friend. I pray that you bless me, Lord, and remain with me always. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Have you ever thought about why it's so important to wait on God? Why can't we take matters into our own hands by faith? Why can't we make things happen and declare the name of Jesus throughout the process? As a young Christian, these were some of the questions I battled with. I honestly felt as though sometimes God took too long to answer my prayers. I could have achieved this. I could have been able to buy that by now. I would have gone there, but God kept me waiting. This was my thought process and reasoning as a Christian. But here's the thing. Here's what I've learned. The reason we wait on God The reason we are made to wait on him is because waiting symbolizes a lack of control. It symbolizes humility and obedience. Or rather for some of us, waiting is the very thing that will teach us humility and obedience. You don't go into the doctor's office and demand to see him or her right then and there. What do you do? You wait. You wait because you have no authority or control there. If you're caught in a traffic jam, you don't begin to toot your horn telling everyone to move. No, you wait. You have no control. If you go to a movie theater to watch the latest film, more often than not, there will be a queue. And you inevitably end up waiting. In all these scenarios, you realize that you are not in control. You realize that you have to humble yourself to wait until it's your turn or it's your time. And I believe this to be the same case with us as Christians. God makes us wait because he is in control. And his control, it extends beyond that of a human. He knows that if you're given an answer too soon, with the way you are impatient, with the entitlement mentality that you have, or the need for control that you have, he knows that an answer to your prayers will not do you much good, but rather making you wait and purging you of all these destructive traits, it will make you a better man or woman, a better servant to the body of Christ. It will make you a better believer. You see, waiting on God isn't just about waiting to receive that which you've prayed for. No. At times, waiting on God is all about teaching you a lesson. Other times, it's about developing patience within you or childlike faith within you. At times, God makes you wait until your own will bends. And you become obedient enough to say, not my will, Lord, but your will be done. Friend, there are many, many reasons why God makes us wait. However, there are also many, many benefits to faithfully waiting on God. Psalm 27 verses 13 to 14 say, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait 
for the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, teach me to wait on you. Teach me to be patient and wait on you faithfully. Teach me to be still and know that you are indeed God. A God who is in control of all things and your timing is perfect. Teach me to wait on you prayerfully. Psalm 37 verse 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. As I wait, may the Holy Spirit impress upon me a godly peace, a quiet confidence that my God will deliver me in my time of need. Father, let me not whine or agonize about my prayer requests, but rather let me be a believer who has unshakable trust in a miracle-working God. Lord Jesus, Psalm 25 verse 3 says, Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Father, as your children, we are grateful that waiting on you will never result in shame. You will never let us down. You will never come up short. You are always on time and at the right time. God, teach me not to try and force the issue or to take matters into my own hands. Give me a spirit that is long-suffering and patient. God, give me the wisdom to realize that if my situation doesn't seem to be changing as quickly as I would like, then perhaps you, Lord, are changing me as I go through this situation. Help me to realize, Lord Jesus, that sometimes I have to wait so that you can remove certain characteristics from within me and purge my heart. Sometimes I have to wait because you want to prepare me. Whatever your will is, Lord Jesus, let it be done. And even as I wait, my eyes will remain fixed on you. God, I will continue to wait expectantly, believing and trusting that you will always come through for me right at the perfect time. Lord Jesus, If you have placed me in a season of waiting, then I pray that my heart would be in the right place, trusting in you without murmuring or complaining. Let my heart be fully invested in your word, believing that you will move within my situation. Let my heart be fully invested in your word, believing that you will move within my situation. If I am being placed in a season of waiting because you want to reveal some things within me, then may your will be done, Lord Jesus. If I am being placed in a season of waiting because you want to grow my faith or grow my maturity, then may your will be done, King Jesus. Father, give me the grace to wait on you expectantly 
with assured faith. Give me the grace to be unshakable in my trust in you so that even though my breakthrough or your intervention may not come when I want it to come, I will not be discouraged, but firm in faith, believing that you will arrive in your perfect time, which will be the right time. Micah 7 verse 7 says, But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Help me to have a spirit that is humble and faithful. A spirit that always believes that my God will hear me. Despite the many discouraging voices in this world. Despite the many accusations and lies from the enemy. I declare that I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God, I know that you will hear me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Rejoicing in suffering does not mean that we enjoy suffering. It does not mean that we enjoy pain. On the contrary, rejoicing in suffering means that we fully understand the size of our troubles, but we trust that our God is bigger. We know that through our suffering, God is refining our character, teaching us the value of hope, and making us more and more dependent on Him. None of these things are pleasant in the moment, but they are necessary for our maturity, our growth, and our ultimate joy. When life puts you through excruciating pain, I understand that it can be hard to remain positive. In that moment, it can be hard to see how your circumstances could possibly turn out for the better. But allow me to encourage you and tell you that the longer you live, the more you come to understand that there will be times where it feels as though the Lord is literally breaking you. However, the reality, my friends, is that He is, in fact, building you. Think about the story of Joseph. Joseph was a faithful servant of God, yet he was betrayed by his own brothers, sold into slavery, falsely accused, imprisoned, and forgotten. Joseph suffered setback after setback in his life, even though he did nothing wrong. Even when though it might have felt like God was breaking him, God was actually building him. God was building his faith, his tenacity, and his strength so that at the proper time, God might elevate him to a position he never would have thought possible. James 1 verse 2 to 4 reads, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, 
For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That is the mindset we are meant to have in times of tribulation. This is the truth that allowed Joseph in Genesis 50 verse 20 to say to Pharaoh and at the end of all his trials, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. What would happen if we had the same attitude toward our own suffering? What would happen if we came to the realization that what the devil intends for harm against us, God will use it for good? After all, the word of God in Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. What a powerful reminder of God's love for us. There is no such thing as meaningless sorrow. He uses it all for our good. The rest of the world gets discouraged, bitter, and depressed when they encounter suffering. But our hope is in Jesus. Even if this life disappoints us, our faith is in one who has overcome all things. Jesus faced the greatest suffering of all. He allowed himself to be broken so that we wouldn't have to be. So today, if you're choosing to remain faithful in spite of your pain, you can rest in the truth that through this, Jesus is making you more like himself. Heavenly Father, this world, this life can be filled with sorrow, tragedy, and pain. Father, I pray that these trials, these sufferings that may be presented to us as your children, I pray that they would never overwhelm us. It is your strength that I will seek, Lord Jesus. Even when I feel as though everything is falling apart for me, I will seek your strength and presence continually. Your word says in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 11, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Lord, give me the presence of mind and the maturity to understand that at times where I feel like I'm about to break, you will never send me a trial that is too much for me to bear. Give me the grace, Father, to have the presence of mind that realizes that the trials sent my way are actually designed to build me, to build my faith in you, my trust in you, my reliance on you. Help me to realize that the trials I go through are not your punishment, but instruments of your loving discipline. You've been faithful all throughout my life. And I declare your word, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 to 9 says, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Through all the suffering in this world, we praise you, God. We praise you because we are not crushed under the weight of pain. We are not driven to despair under the weight of tribulation. We are not forsaken in the fight we face, and we certainly are not, nor will we be destroyed in Jesus' name. I come to you now in humble adoration, 
of your power and glory. I submit to your ways which are higher than mine, because in your infinite wisdom, you take what is evil and work it for good. You take what is meant for harm and use it to bring about your plan of salvation. And so I can trust that none of my suffering is ever wasted. For you always create beauty out of ashes. You create something new out of what has been destroyed. So Lord, build me, Lord. Make me the type of believer that you want. Build a godly character within me through my successes and failures. Build me up through my victories as well as my defeats. Help me to worship you, not just when my life is going well, but even in my deepest struggles. Like Joseph and so many others before me, help me to suffer well. Help me not to be resentful for the things you allow me to face. Instead, I pray that you would expand my view so that I can see how you're using them for something greater. Help me not to sink into depression when challenges come my way. Instead, enable me to have a cheerful and joyful attitude, knowing that every little detail I'm worried about will all work out for my good and for your glory. Lord, I know that if you allow me to suffer, it is ultimately because you love me and because you have my best interests in mind. And every trial I encounter is not meant to break me, but to build me and teach me the extent of your grace and mercy. Lord, I would much rather suffer and find you in the process than go through a life of comfort without ever recognizing my need for you. So, Father, whatever it takes to draw me closer to you and draw closer to me, I pray that you would fill me with your peace. Give me the eyes of faith, Lord, because so often I can see only the mountain ahead of me. But Lord, you see the entire picture. What I perceive to be long seasons of suffering are but light and momentary afflictions when compared to the glory that is to be revealed in eternity. Thank you for your sovereignty and for your kindness in my life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.